0: Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Harry's podcast. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're keeping creative. I hope you keep insane at the moment. That's the most important thing. It's been a little while since we last spoke. I'm sorry, it hasn't been weekly again, but I will get that back on track. But the fact it is taking a little bit longer than a week does mean that I get to cram more goodness into these podcasts, because that's what I want. I want them to be worthwhile. I don't want you clicking play every week and going, oh, there's not much here. This feels a bit of a chore. I want you to take something away from it and I want it to be good. So since we last spoke, I had a nice week in Greece with my girlfriend, very relaxing, very chilled, a lot of sunbathing, which is kind of pointless for me because I don't tan. I either stay the same, which is pasty and white, or I burn and that's not very nice, but we managed to get away It was relaxing i've spoken before on the pod about how i struggle with switching off Uh, i've spoken to other people and they they're the same there's a lot of us out there it's very hard even when we go on holiday and we're on the beach to switch off about things so i tried to do that as much as i can and i think i succeeded i didn't totally switch off but i was able to sort of go in a nice sort of reflective mood for the week and i read a couple of books and That really helped. I did jam-pack the phone with a load of short films, like 16 short films that I'd sort of gone through on Vimeo and said, oh, they'll be interesting for research purposes. And then thankfully, I only ever watched one on holiday, and that was on the plane over there. So I actually see that as a positive because it was nice to have a week off where I didn't feel the need to watch 16 short films, which when you look back on it would have been kind of a stupid pointless thing to do you don't need to do that on holiday i did read a lot of jonathan ames when i was on holiday obviously he's famous for you were never really here and his tv show bored to death big fan of jonathan ames was reading up on him as you do when you when you're reading stuff you get obsessed with the writer and the book that i was reading my less than secret life is kind of a a collection of his work in the 90s when he was writing for the new york press he basically had a column. That he had to fill every fortnight and he had to write 1500 words so he would write these crazy tales that were really a lot of them were based on his real life and it made me think of the fact that he had that deadline was an amazing thing for him and it really improved his writing and at the time he was really struggling to write his second novel which took eight nine years from his first novel. I was trying to think, and I I hope you can maybe, this can get ideas going for you, is what can you put in place that has that consistency, that regularity, that it's it's making you improve, it's making you do something. Because I read a few interviews with him and he was saying the column was one of the best things to happen to him because he had to write. He had to get those 1500 words done every two weeks. So the holiday was nice and on the topic of switching off but not fully switching off i was in contact with the editor john dean on horror cells so john was working away got a cut super fast which was amazing because i think we stopped shooting on say the wednesday and then i went on holiday on the friday and i think by the monday john had sent me a cut of the short which was brilliant and it was an eight minute cut which is good because i think it will be around that length so i managed to watch that and we spoke via email just you know little thoughts and I really liked some of the stuff that John had done with it that I wasn't thinking of in terms of the music because he put a temp score there and what he did with the score and the images was was cool so we we had a bit of back and forth about that and it wasn't incessant and John was cool and really respectful of like yeah take your time you know enjoy your holiday which was very nice thank you John and it was good. And hopefully today we're gonna to have a little bit of a chat as well about how can we improve this cut. So although I went on holiday, tried to switch off as much as possible. I was reading, which is obviously always helping. I was talking to John about the edit and I was thinking about the next steps, obviously like I always do. On this podcast, I'm not really gonna talk that much about Harry's show because I feel like the last couple of podcasts I've, I've spoken a lot about that. You know where we're up to. I've shot five. I wanna shoot six and then I'm gonna release them whilst I go into sort of a writing hibernation. The main thing on my mind at the moment, besides finishing these six shorts and getting them polished and as good as they can be, is the next six months. So from October to March, that's a super important time for me and for everyone really, because if we're gonna be super realistic, those winter months are a killer. They are hard and it's obviously been a very difficult year for everyone and it is going to get harder because we don't know where this coronavirus is going and also it's going to get colder, it's going to get darker earlier, it's going to be hard to get things going if you want to make a film and it's going to suck and I think it's healthy to realise that and to know that and if you're going into October with that mindset of it is going to be hard but I'm going to make the most of it then that can only be a positive thing. Just the other day, I was kind of giving myself a bit of a pep talk and I was talking about the winter months and how it is hard to get out of bed. I know that sounds really silly, but when it is cold, it is dark, you are less likely to get out of bed and be at the writing table for 8am or earlier. And when you're coming home from work, if you're the type of person that has a full-time job and then you have your writing time after work in the evenings you know walking home or getting the bus home when it's not great conditions you're not going to be fired up to get the work done when you get in you you're going to want to relax you've had a hard day at work and I think really the next six months it separates the people that are really going to do something and are really going to get into the industry or produce top work and I guess you've got to ask yourself am I one of those people because one of my goals the last sort of six months has been to try and get some form of funding from the BFI, preferably. But that keeps getting pushed back. And just last week, I had a meeting with a producer and he mentioned that it's probably been pushed back again till maybe the middle of next year. If you're the type of filmmaker that hasn't made anything and you're waiting for funding and then it's been pushed back and you've gone, okay, I'll just wait. That's kind of the whole of 2020 and half of 2021. And then by the time, if you are one of the fortunate people to get that funding, you make that film and the film's ready when? The end of 2021? That's nearly two years. I'm labouring this point because it means you have to get out there, you have to get after it and don't wait for the funding. You've just got to make things. That's also what I'm thinking. We're going into October. I've got a lot of editing to do and finishing up these shorts, but then also... I want to kick off 2021 with a really solid piece of work. Hope, you know, the best piece of work to date that I've done and and take it from there. And I hope you're thinking the same way, which is the next six months are not gonna be pretty. The next three months are definitely not gonna be pretty, but you have to put that work in. So the beginning of January, 2021 is, is go and, and you're ready to go because time moves very quickly. Life at the moment can is very tough and can get you down and you can blink and it can be March, April 2021 and you haven't really got going. One of the main reasons why I started this podcast in the first place was I wanted to keep myself accountable. And at the same time, I wanted to share my journey with other filmmakers. And I didn't know at what point those filmmakers were going to be, whether they were going to be ahead of me or whether they just started making films But I wanted it to be a positive, helpful podcast. A big thing looking towards 2021 is bridging that gap, that huge gap, or it feels huge, of filmmaker, independent filmmaker, making stuff, scraping money together, making something, to then being noticed, getting more people seeing the work, and eventually getting meetings in the industry, getting an agent, and getting into the top tier festivals. That's what we all want if we're out there making films but it's about bridging that gap and how do you bridge that gap there isn't there isn't a formula there isn't a way to do it because this industry is isn't like normal industries and i feel like i'm very close and it's a matter of time before that happens and by documenting it each week then it can be a really great case study if if people listen or people come back and listen to it that was a big part of it and obviously spike lee's Making of journals was the thing that made the light bulb go off for me because I loved reading his book of how he went about what he did. And in a way, as as sort of, you know, arrogant as that might sound, that I looked at Spike Lee's book and it inspired me. And so then I want to do my thing so I can inspire other people, which is this podcast. I need to make that happen. Not only because I want to in general, but because then I have this platform to talk about it. And it's something that I can hopefully educate other people, or this is how I did it. This is how I went about doing it. And I think it's even more interesting if I sort of speak the plan. And I think for the next six months for me, I need to make a really solid piece of work like, like we all need to do. And really there are only a set amount of paths that you can take. You know, you, you need a really good agent so they can introduce you to producers and production companies and get your meetings. You need to get your films into really top festivals because that's how you get an agent. It looks good to the agent, but that does come all back down to, have you made a really good short film that is really top quality? storytelling and top to bottom for the craft. And I don't feel I've done that yet. I've not done it yet. So that's that's the number one priority of mine. And then that's when you hunt down the agent and you submit for the festivals. So that that's the goal. Now, obviously I'd love it to be a funded piece of work. But at the moment that's looking very tricky because the the funding out there is it doesn't seem to be out there at the moment it seems to be getting pushed back that's something that i'm going to keep an eye on and you have to like i've said before on the podcast you have to make do with what you've got and it's all good daydreaming about different equipment or different funding but you need to start now and start with what you've got and and go from there i've been fortunate enough with making the stuff that I have the last couple of years that people have been nice to me and they've offered feedback and sometimes the feedback's positive which is nice and sometimes it's not very positive but that's actually a good thing you know I've I spoke a few podcasts ago about feedback that I received after a pitch and it really helped me and motivated me And I think if you're not getting constructive criticism on a regular basis, then you're doing something wrong because you need that. And the last six months, there's been a pattern of three or four people that I go to, and they're kind of saying similar things. And even on holiday with talking to my girlfriend, because we try and switch off for, you know, on the holiday, but because it is always on my mind, I do tend to go to it and go, listen, can I just talk about this can we can we have a little bit of filmmaker chat uh, and obviously she she's great with it and she's very supportive we were we were talking about the career and and how to level up and how to start doing things properly and professionally and that definitely linked in with a conversation I had with a festival programmer about two months ago where they rang me up and kind of gave me some constructive feedback and i i took it on the chin and and sort of said yeah and I, I totally know where you're coming from and the thing is people aren't going to always know what's on your mind it's it's impossible and they're not always going to get exactly what you're trying to do and what you're trying to do might not be 100% what you should be doing in terms of what you need to make to to progress your career because you You just might not be on it at that particular point. You know, you might write a script that's very well written, but it hasn't got that commercial angle to really interest a production company. But that doesn't mean you're doing the wrong thing because you're writing a script. You're improving your writing. And as the outsider, it's very easy to go to that person and say, you're not doing it wrong, but you're not doing this. And you almost know that you're not doing the commercial idea that would get you further, but you might not have that commercial idea at that point. So you so you can't do it, but you need to write that script to get to the next step. So for example, a few people over the past year or so have said to me, you know, why haven't you made a feature film yet? And it's kind of a really frustrating observation. And I imagine it's the same for actors when people come up to them and say, you know, oh, why haven't you been on Coronation Street? Or why don't you get in touch with Netflix? and it's kind of well it doesn't really work like that and you're on your own clock everyone's got their own process and their own path to get into this industry and so i think with the feedback that i've received over the last couple of months i'm starting to work out i am on the right track and i am thinking the way they're thinking but i'm just not implementing it quite right just yet and i'm i know what what those things are so for example i had some feedback that was around The short films feeling like sketches or exercises or experiments, which I didn't really take as a positive or a negative. I just just took it and sort of said, yeah, I guess they are. And they are the way they are because of how they're being made on not a lot of money. And I'm trying to be prolific because I want to get a fair bit of work done. And in order to go to that next level, the obvious next steps are to have supporting characters and have a bit more of a storyline and a few more locations maybe and make it a a cinematic quality short film so that is the next step that's what i'm looking at in january to march but it's very easy to point that out and then it's obviously a lot harder to put that into action and that probably means a little bit more money It, it definitely means sitting down and really focusing on the writing in a way that I probably haven't done before which isn't to say that these short films that i've done are rushed because they're not they they come from ideas that i think are strong but there is definitely a difference between me making a short film in my kitchen with an answer machine because i think all oh, right well it'd be interesting if he's talking to an answer machine or he's listening to an answer machine and and where that short sort of thing is going to go which is obviously only a minute long to then a fully blown 10 to 15 minute short film that is about uh, you know a real story and a plot and characters and supporting cast so we know where we need to go it's just those things take a little bit more time if you're if you're in a similar situation where you know where you need to go and you know what needs to improve about your work then you're in a brilliant position because you know and you're not running around clueless and presumably you are making those steps towards it so the next 3 months are going to be tough but you got to be positive you got to put in the work and I'm more hungry than I've ever been because I'm getting closer and I hope you're setting your plans in motion setting those goals and I hope you're getting closer and I hope you're improving because that's the joy that's the joy of it all and I think once you learn that, and it's it's a difficult thing to learn, and we occasionally forget it from time to time, then that's when, it's, that's when it's a game changer. And I think a month or two ago, I was kind of thinking, I'm not really getting anything done here. Like, I'm shooting these things, but I'm not releasing them. And I was kind of equating that to pointlessness, sort of, oh, if a tree falls in the woods type thing, like, if no one sees these things, then what's the point? But it's really not about that. And I knew that going into it, because it's about becoming more self-aware of your work and what needs to be done. And only you know that. So there might be people on the outside that are, are giving you feedback and notes, but if if you're strong in your mind and you know why you're doing certain things and you know what the next steps are, then that's all you can do. That That's the best you can do. I guess the two main things that I wanted to get across in this podcast was the October to March strategy that's on my mind in terms of kicking off the year with a bang and being more industry orientated, being a bit more business savvy with how to get in the industry. And I guess the most important issue to get across was that we're heading into a really difficult six months, but in a way they need to be your most productive six months. I believe obviously you can look at it bigger picture and go every minute is important, every day is important, but when you really think about it, that October to January, three months is so important. And that January to March is so important because a lot of people slack off at the end of the year and not everyone gets off to a good start at the beginning of a year. And I think if you can be super productive at both of those time periods, then you're going to be successful pretty much all year round. And that's what I found anyway, in my personal experience, the middle of years are very good to me or I'm very good to them. And then the other times are way harder. I wanted to briefly talk about Lewis Arnold's Director Now document. He's spoken to a hundred filmmakers on how they got into the industry. I'm gonna read that over the next couple of weeks and dig a bit deeper on it and see if we can see any patterns because cynical me kind of thinks, okay, did most of these people go to really good film schools? Did they have contacts already? or or what's going on. So I'm gonna dig a bit deeper on that and and see if I can share any nuggets, save you reading the whole document that's online. Finally, wrapping up the podcast, episode 20 is gonna be our first guest and it's gonna be James Slater. James is a super talented director of short films, commercials, music videos, documentary. He's got some really exciting stuff that he's working on I can't wait to talk with him i think it's going to be a really inspirational interesting conversation we're going to talk about his career we're going to talk about his process and how times have changed really from when he was starting out to now james has directed some awesome music videos that he's won awards for jamie t the coral white lies lady tron kaiser chiefs blossoms he's done loads and so it's going to be great to dig deep on how he's progressed through the industry, and has he got any tips to share? So that's gonna be next week. I can't wait for it. I'm a fan of his, and I was a fan of his before I was a friend. So it's it's gonna be a really good chat. As always, this podcast is produced by Ryan McMurray at Bracken Audio, and I will see you next week.